now listening to the Seventh Rounders. You know, this is about the fourth week in a row without Cardillo. I thought he was like a full-time member, and now he just been talking to him all day and when it's time to send a link to record he's nowhere to be found when he said he was in so i mean yeah sometimes push comes to shove and people aren't ready to shove yeah it's like he's got to bring his fucking dog on a walk like come on now do it earlier you know we're gonna record um at least make an appearance um hello my name is chad welcome back Connor, first time you've been here in a couple of weeks. How has everything been on your end? I know you've been busy work-wise with the draft. Draft is come and gone. Um, are you prepping for the 2024 draft? I honestly should. It would save me a lot of work later on. But, uh, yeah, things are good. Um, my time in New York City is coming to a close here pretty soon. Uh, end of June, I'll be, I'll be out of the city, and uh, I'll be wow. going to – to Boston in September. So got a couple of months here where I got to, I got to figure out where I'm going to be posted up for a little bit. The girlfriend's uh, getting you to move to Boston. Yeah. You know, there's a multitude of reasons. Uh, okay. Uh, we won't give her all the credit. Um, she, she can have a little, percent. Bit yeah, okay. she can have a little bit of the credit, but yeah, other than that, pretty good. Uh, it's been raining here for like, I think four days in a row now. Um, so the rain's been unbelievable. Temperature wise, it's actually been all right, but my God, it's like a Saturday afternoon. It's 68 and raining. Like, come on. Yeah. It, it, it like downpoured from Friday through Sunday pretty much. And then it was off and on today. Every weekend's been rain here, man. It's been uh, it's been a wet time. Moist out here. Uh, Speaking of, you know, we got a great weekend ahead. Ooh, hair's all over the place. Listen, the Dingers are moist right now real quick. Dingers got a three-game winning streak. We're, we're fresh off of a win tonight. Fired up about it. Fired up for the Kentucky Derby this coming weekend. First triple crown race of the year. Always a blast. Um, I got the Wells Fargo Championship coming up here in Charlotte this weekend, too. Uh, Will you be attending week- any rounds or no? Big weekend of miscellaneous sport. Um, yes, Friday, I'm going all day for, uh, for work, little client activity. Got to entertain, entertain while being entertained. Are either of you going back to Roch for the PGA? Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I will not be there. I'll be there. John, John, you will be there. Do you know what days you're going to? I'm going Friday and Sunday. This is the last Uh, year of the PGA in Rochester, correct? At Oak Hill. There's murmurs. Um, no, this will be it. The all right. So listen, Friday is show me what you got in your pockets day. Like that's what I'm calling it for the for the uh, for the PGA Championship. Got to make the cut, dude. What do you have on you? And then Sunday, I mean, su- Sunday is paycheck time. Like, show me what you're made of. Chad, feel free to steal those. I think you just felt something a little a little tingle in your loin. Yeah, I seventh, ra- se- seventh rounders after dark here. Um, I mean that the playoffs have been unbelievable. I would say in both sports, a lot of upsets. The number one overall seeds just watching from home for the rest of the playoffs now. The Bruins and the Bucks. Dude, the, 
the Bruins sold on me the other night in a parlay. I can't believe them. Um, with that being said, I couldn't be happier that the Bruins are out. And it's just comical seeing two Boston teams have the greatest regular season ever. And they both, they both just choked it away. The Bruins actually choked away though. Like they had a three, one series lead. They had a three, two lead in the game seven with under a minute to go. That was a, one of the worst choke jobs I've, I've witnessed in a long time. Go ahead. When we recorded last week, didn't we do like what we thought would be the most outrageous outcome from either of these from the NBA or NHL playoffs? And did I not say the Panthers coming back from down three, one, you 100% did dude credit where credit's due. That's one of Chad's best takes and and calls he's had. It doesn't happen often. I had the Kings winning the series over the Warriors, which was much less like much less of a outlandish take and it didn't happen. So credit to you. You win that one, Chad, uh, you get your got, you get, you get your five seconds here just to thank whoever. God, gotta thank God. Um, yeah, for putting you um, in this yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the well, we'll get into the NHL playoffs because I would like to talk about the Panthers a little bit. But yeah, I I think overall a solid week in sports. Um, with more to come, Derby coming up. Um, we'll get into draft talk. Yeah, I want to I want to talk about the draft quite a bit, but. Real quick on the uh, the NBA playoffs, let's, let's give the Kings some props. So a quick round of applause for the Kings. Way to get back to the playoffs. They broke the streak. They lit the beam all year long. We had a good time. Um, yeah, Chad, I mean, I just want to echo earlier. I think DeMontis Sabonis, great player. I don't think he's a playoff player. He can't shoot. He can't play defense. He quite frankly got outworked that series, and I, and I honestly think the uh, the interior is why the the Warriors were able to win. It doesn't help when De'Aaron Fox has arguably his worst game of the entire season in Game Seven. Uh, the Kings just looked defeated though uh, late in that third quarter after Curry just he just couldn't be stopped, and I think they I think they saw the writing on the wall and uh, kind of mailed it in a little bit, but nothing to be disappointed in overachieved to the max this year fun team i don't know if you have anything to add on the on the kings i mean they, they played the, one of the greatest players of all time and they lost nothing to hang your head about yeah i think i think you put it well i mean not much to add they they left they did all they could they brought the champs to seven games um and it was a bummer to see it end the way it did I don't really, you know, no sense in overanalyzing, but hey, you know, they worked them in game six and it was a lot of Trey Lyles at the five, bringing Kevin Looney out, putting Kevin Looney in bad positions, having five guys on the floor that can shoot. And the other thing, Davion Mitchell, games one through six, Curry scored points, but man, he had to work for his points in those first six games. And from a shooting percentage wise, I think it was one of the lowest from a, you know, in terms of a playoff series in his career. Um, Davion Mitchell was fantastic. Davion Mitchell played about seven minutes, 10 minutes in game seven. And they didn't play Trey Lyles at the five. So listen, is what it is, but it's a bummer. It ended that way, but optimistic going forward got you know lyles you have harrison barnes you got to figure out what you want to do with them this offseason 
Um, but in all honesty, John and I talked about it last week. This just having the Kings involved has got me more excited about the NBA playoffs in general. So very excited for game one tonight between um, Golden State and the Lakers um, and have been following uh, following along with the rest of the series uh, quite closely. Chad, I thought your behavior in, uh, in you know, in lieu of another, you know, team of yours not winning um, has been very, very, very mature. You know, I want to, I want to applaud you for what you've done out here. Uh, the Kings were fun. They were fun while they lasted. Shout out to my other, my parlay, you know, the Cavs, Kings trying to make it to the NBA finals. Just one of the worst bets of my life. Um, fortunately, only put 10 bucks on that one, but uh, horrible. My, my well, tax advisors couldn't be happier that that bet didn't hit. For the sake yeah. of, of me having to pay the the four K on your winnings, yeah. Listen, you know that sometimes that'll happen. You'll shoot a shot, um, but yeah, I mean the, the playoffs have been really fun. Uh, what's your guys' biggest surprise aside from the Bucks and Bruins uh, losing? It, I mean, I was gonna say I think the Bucks were probably the most surprising thing, including oh, yeah. the Bruins. I've seen. I mean, Jimmy Butler is downright absurd. In the play. I, 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 I yeah. actually cannot – every time he gets the ball, I'm like, why can't they stop him? And he's just taken mid-range fadeaway after mid-range fadeaway. He's unstoppable. If, they, if, they outworked him. If, the, if there was never a three-point line, Jimmy Butler might be the best player in NBA history. Seriously. I mean, that guy is unbelievable. The will to win. Uh, I mean, you've seen it on all the, all the talking shows already, but that guy's just – Unbelievable. Um, I think Giannis definitely was still dealing with uh, some back things, but just inexcusable that he he misses 13 free throws in, in game seven or game five, I guess that was, whenever that was. But for them to blow two double-digit leads late in the fourth was just shocking to me. Um, and the Heat look like they they might go up 2-0 here on the Knicks. So something about the Heat when they get in the playoffs is – they know what they're doing. Eric Spolstra, probably the best coach in the NBA, and uh, they're just chugging along. You just mentioned that team, Connor. I think, honestly, one of my biggest surprises, other than the ones we talked about, what the Knicks did to the Cavs, we were on last week, and I fully thought the Cavs would come back, and you know, I thought they could win that series, should win that series. I really like the Cavs. I like them coming into the playoffs. Maybe I'm biased against the Knicks just because I don't like the Knicks. But, I mean, they're a good team. I What's the score of the game tonight? 99-96. Knicks. Okay. Knicks are up about four minutes left. Carmelo Anthony's head's going to pop off if if, uh, if if they hit another three here, the Knicks down the stretch. He's Is Melo at the game? Melo's absolutely. Him and Amari Stoudemire are sitting courtside. I mean, what, Carmelo's son. <laughs> What's that clip of like Melo sitting courtside at a game? The ball rolls over to him and he like, gets up like he's about to shoot like that, and everyone stands up around holding each other back. One of the better clips of all time. And then he just best, drops the ball. Yeah, yeah. One of the best gifts that you're gonna find. Um, and then what else is I gonna say? Um, in terms of surprises, um, is there the, cause I mean, for concern with the Celtics guys? Uh, you know, lose at home, heavy favorites, Embiid. Recently named MVP Joel Embiid did not play. Uh, the Sixers grind one out. You know, I, I 
I wish I would have taken the Sixers money line. That was like another ten point spread. It moved a ton, I, just like this Heat spread. That's why I took Heat money line. I was I was considering the Sixers too, and I didn't. Um, Interesting. I don't think the Celtics have reason for real concern. I I I think that was that might have been the best single game I've ever seen James Harden play in his James career. Harden, you know, I, I, I don't know if he's got that in him for multiple games in a series. He, you know, he was going to the Boston Strippies after that one, so we'll see what he does in game two, see if he can make I mean, he came straight from Vegas pretty much before that game. Um, you know, and maybe that's what he needs. That guy's just doing whatever the fuck he wants. And, hey, if it's working, if it's, you know, it's working, it's working. He had a feathery touch from three, 45 points. Truthfully, the best game I've seen him play since his MVP season, and, like, what – when he's making those step backs, he's literally unguardable. I, I mean, there's yeah. guys literally on top of him, and he's still making them. Him, him and Curry, when they get in that zone, they're, you know, there's just not not too much you can do. Uh, I don't think the Celtics need to actually be concerned. The Sixers played literally a perfect game to win that. They still probably shouldn't have won that. Celtics did some out-of-character things, didn't really play defense. Hey, uh, uh, so, yeah. My stat of the day for you guys here, uh, seventh rounder stat of the day, stat of the week, P.J. Tucker uh, logging 38 minutes there at power forward for the Sixers last night, put up zero points in the 37 minutes, uh, took zero shots from the field, and also took zero free throws. P.J. Tucker had no interest in making any sort of a basket. He had four personal fouls and five rebounds, and he did dish one out. Any turnovers. Quite the stat line. I believe that was the first time that's happened since 1955. He turned the ball over once, and he did have a plus six. So the the unit he was on was effective enough out there to get the job done. Uh, That's 119 from your 76ers with P.J. Tucker putting up a zero in 37 minutes. And the Dallas Stars score early to go up one nothing on the Kraken. An early goal there. Um. We'll come back Denver. To I, I Denver. Um, I was out on Denver. They're a problem. Jamal Murray's a problem. I don't. Honestly, I don't know what to make of the West. I don't know what to make of it. Aaron Gordon's been playing out of his mind this playoffs. He he's had a great season overall. He's been the difference maker for him in the playoffs so far. But yeah, I mean, Joker goes for thirty nine and thirteen last night, or thirty nine and fifteen. <laughs> Great player. I mean, when Jamal Murray gets hot, he's something else. Fun fact, Devin Booker, 2-16 and 16 straight up against Jamal Murray when they both play. So, um, I don't know what that's all about. I am concerned about the Suns. Kevin Durant looked gassed in that game. Um, I, uh, I like the Nuggets a lot. I took a future on the Nuggets to win the Western Conference before this round started, plus 275. Pretty high on them here. Um, Devin Book, am I like not thinking of Devin Booker the right way? He's a really good three point shooter. You're telling me he took he attempted one three pointer. No, night? I was gonna say the the main problem in this Nuggets Sun series is uh, there's a math problem. I mean, the Nuggets just shoot so many more threes that for the Suns to win, the Nuggets basically have to shoot poorly from three, and they have to make like. 60% of their, their mid-range jump shots. So, um, yeah, Booker definitely needs to take more threes. He's a great three-point shooter, but he just loves that mid-range, um, and so does Durant. So, 
I do think the Nuggets get out of that round. I thought I, the Suns were my pick to win the whole thing entering the the playoffs, so not too confident in that. But well, we'll see though. They haven't no the Suns haven't lost at home yet, and obviously we we saw how the Warriors turned around their series. So still some time and some hope, but I'm not too confident. Do you uh, guys have you, you had some strong thoughts on the Warriors Lakers today? I guess maybe that's more Dave driven, but who do you think wins this series? What's your prediction? I, I got the Nuggets in the West. I guess what do you guys got at this point? I would I would go Warriors. I like the concern is they just played a hard seven game series, but. I, I'm between the Warriors and Nuggets as well. Um, I'll take the better shooting team. Give me Warriors. So that's your your Western Conference Finals matchup right there. Yeah. I think the Lakers get it done. Wow. I'll take Lakers over the Nuggets. Wow. I think the Lakers lose tonight, but I think they could win that series. I might look for a future after uh, they do lose tonight. Um, I think they definitely lose tonight, but we'll see. Are we all on Boston in the East still? Dude, something about the fucking Miami Heat. I I don't know. I I feel like they can't lose. But we'll see. They're down six. I got Knicks minus six and a half, which is very suddenly alive. Um, I do think it's going to be Boston, though. If it's not Boston, that's disappointing, but... What a couple of days for that city. Um, I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Miami. I'm gonna go with Miami. Okay. How about South Florida teams? You have Miami beating the Bucks. You got the Panthers beating the uh, Bruins. You have Florida the Atlantic have going Tua. to the Final Four. Uh, the Dolphins do have Tua. Um, and you have the Miami Hurricane basketball team going to the Final Four as well. Just a great time to be a South Florida sports fan, unless you're a Dolphins fan. Um, oh, good time. <laughs> Everyone's um, winning. Oh, God. Okay. You guys got Jalen Ramsey. There's something to cheer about. And Cam Smith, Gamecock legend, NFL draft. I thought it was a successful four picks, Chad. We can come back to that at a later time, though. Um, NHL playoffs, upset city. Um, Panthers Been phenomenal, win. though. Oh, very exciting games. The Devils go out last night, and they just take the the Rangers behind the shed, look lifeless for lots of stretches of the, stretches of the game. Um, the Devils are cruising into the second round. They snap the second longest streak of not winning a playoff series. The Sabres still have the longest streak, unfortunately. Maybe next year. Um Devils face off against the Canes. And then we had the Panthers take game one against Toronto tonight. I think the Panthers are a problem. I think they could definitely win that series. It seems to me the NHL playoffs, the teams that are favored to win, the pressure gets to them, dude. The pressure, it's like playing tight in the NHL playoffs seems to be the worst time, like the worst league to play tight in the playoffs. I mean, I don't have any stats backing this up, just purely anecdotally. Um, I feel like out of any of the playoffs, momentum is a huge thing in the uh, NHL oh, yeah. playoffs. Like you get a goaltender hot, you get a team that's hot, and like you know anything can happen. Um, 
And I feel like that's what happened with the Panthers. Obviously, Bruins were up 3-1. Panthers changed their style of play or <clears throat> figured out a, a weakness with the Bruins, and, and here we are. Um, I also love how many people hate that guy, Matthew Kachuk. Uh, Everybody hates him, it seems like. Um, that guy's yeah. a grinder. <clears throat> Uh, I mean, just as bad, I think. The Rangers went up 2-0 on the Devils. They won the first two games on the road in New Jersey across the river, and they go out and they lose that series. That's bad. The Bruins and Rangers probably were the top two. I would, I would imagine they were the top two uh, lowest odds in terms of like Eastern Conference teams. Um, Oilers, Golden Knights is a hell of a series in the West in the second round. And uh, interested to see the, the the fight the Kraken put up against Dallas after winning their first uh, playoff series as a team. Dallas Stars were the other team of a future on them plus 800 to win the Western Conference. I only took Western Conference futures. I realized I didn't touch the East. So uh, I'm a huge Stars well, and Nuggets fan right now. I mean, heading into the playoffs, people would have told you the West is much more wide open. But clearly not the, not the case anymore. Um, regardless... Oilers might have saved Connor McDavid's career. Not not actually, but I mean they go down what are they down? Three nothing trailing, I believe, two one in the series. And they come back to win that. Um They're a team that if they have momentum, they're really dangerous. But I mean, if they start slow in the series against Vegas, I mean they're not a team that I I, I still don't have a ton of playoff confidence in the Oilers, but if if they stay hot. They could ride this thing to the end for sure. I would like to see McDavid get it done. I think. Um, in terms of other teams, I'm I'm interested. Good for the Leafs for snapping the streak. Obviously, that it's a big deal. First time since 2004 they've made the second round. Devils snapped their streak first time since 2014, I believe. Um, a team nobody's talking about, and arguably played the best first round. The Carolina Hurricanes. I mean. Just quietly dismantled the New York Islanders. Never really a series. What do we think about your local guys, John? You know, the Canes fans here are very excited. And the, the way that the board is falling, the way that the playoffs are shaking out in the East, Bruins, Rangers going down. Canes fans are ecstatic about it. Now you got to go take care of business. I think the Devils have a ton of momentum, as much momentum as anyone does. Um, one thing that's interesting that to, to I've just like monitored. I would say, like, I don't have any hard data in my pocket that I can pull out right now, but I think the couple of days layoff sometimes hurts these NHL teams in game one. And, like, the Devils have been playing, and they've been playing well. And they, they keep rolling. They're on a, you know, every other day schedule they're playing. So we'll see if the Canes come out a little flat because they've had a few more extra days off. The Devils are still rolling. Um, at this point, like, these guys, they're not really, I don't think, playing tired um get that day off but yeah Haynes have been really impressive for the sake of you know everyone here in the, in the carolinas you know hopefully they go out they perform but devils are dangerous yeah um picks in the west and the east so i have dallas remaining. i have dallas um i mentioned that Gotta ride the future bet there. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Panthers out of the East at this point. Yeah, I, I both my teams I picked before the playoffs start are dead. So I think Panthers 
Um, Panthers have that Miami Heat kind of vibe to them. Why are you shaking your head? Well, now we're fucked. Why? All right, all right. I love it. I love have, it. Have some confidence in me. All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, Panthers in the, I'm sorry, yes, the East, the West. I can't take Dallas with you. Um, I will never take Vegas. Give me Edmonton. I will go Oilers and the Carolina Hurricanes. I like that. I like that. I should go. Nobody's talking about the Canes, and I feel like they're a really good team. That'd be fun. Might have to go catch a game. Might have to do a seventh rounders giveaway for a game here in Raleigh. Two, throw, two and a half throw, hours. Down throw the road. a shirt onto the ice. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. dude. Uh, and against all odds, we will have uh, draft analyst uh, Dave Cardillo joining us here as we do transition to the NFL draft. Um, you know what's crazy? Before we get into that, it, I was the the NBA playoffs spans like two months, mm-hmm. and same with the NHL playoffs. So so long. Uh, Cardillo's got like three shirts on, uh, including a Steelers shirt. Guys, this is this is one shirt. Scott just got different colors here in the sleeve. How do we um, feel about that shirt? I don't, I don't like I don't, it. I don't think I like it. What's wrong with it? I I would prefer it to be two different shirts. It looks I mean, like you have like a three quarter shirt on and then like a turtleneck underneath. All right, all right. Um. Anyways, I sorry for being late. So I um. Jill is uh between jobs right now. She's on a little fun employment. And okay. um, so today was her cleaning day, and so she was literally cleaning all day as I'm as I'm working here. And um, got back from playing some tennis earlier, and um, she's like still cleaning. And I'm like, I you know I kind of feel bad. I should probably contribute. So I got stuck on a uh, vacuum and Swiffer duty. And I don't know about you guys. And sorry for the tangent here. Um, does anything make you more miserable than like vacuuming? Because it well, literally I'm- makes me miserable. Like I'm a miserable prick when I vacuum. I really am. I'll tell you what, I feel like cleaning is, is cathartic, cathartic. I feel like so I don't it's nice. It's not even the cleaning that bothers me, it's vacuuming specifically. I the think noise, it's because like we have no, I think it's because we have a shitty vacuum, so I have to like fuck like my back is gonna hurt tomorrow because I'm bending over. Like I literally get on my knees sometimes because like my back is killing me. Like I can't stand up. In vacuum, I have to bend Are you over. Using a vacuum for a dollhouse, dude? No, dude. Like it's like a fucking Dyson vacuum, but like it, I don't know, man. I just don't like it. I'm in a bad mood, but um, here we are. So that's Dave. That's why have I'm you uh, have you ever considered a Roomba? So we had one, and it just didn't work well, to be honest. Jill like got rid of it pretty quickly. But um, sorry to come in hot. I don't know what I just broke up here, but um. Yeah. No, it's all right. We were just buying time before we got to the draft. But how does the apartment look, more importantly? Spotless? Yeah, it's pretty clean right now. I just swiffered the floors, vacuumed everything. Um, the hell's in that closet? It's a mess in there. Some bags the in there, man. Oh, that's so like a little like coat rack thing with oh. all my backpacks on it. Um, yeah, it's a little little coat closet behind me. But, uh, oh, shit. All right, we're, we're in a better mood now, though. Um, yeah, we're about to talk about uh, the NFL draft here. One of the more exciting, unpredictable drafts I can remember in recent memory. Uh, I might end up saying that like every year. Um, 
but I do feel that way about this draft. Um, before I open the floor, obviously Bijan Robinson, the pick for the Falcons. Don't agree with taking a running back there. Hard not to be excited about the pick. Guy's going to be a Hall of Famer. No problem. We're good. Um, teams that I thought had the best drafts outside of my my Atlanta Falcons. Honestly, I'd give my Falcons like a B minus on the draft. Speaking realistically, um, I really liked what the Colts did in the draft. Uh, unfortunately, I liked what the Steelers did. Uh, Eagles, you got to give them props too. They seem to just continuous, continuously kill drafts, free agency, etc. Um, and yeah, those are the three that really stuck out to me. I honestly hated what the Cowboys did. Oh, I like the Raiders draft as well. Um, hated what the Cowboys did. Had no idea what the Lions were doing. Um, especially early in the draft. But that being said, I'll open the floor. I mean, I don't know if the Dolphins picked this draft, to be honest with you. I, Bradley I, Chubb. I, I, I kept we had the wait- worst fucking draft. Bradley <laughs> Chubb fucking stinks. I kept waiting to see the Dolphins pop up on the clock. I swear they just they never happened. We had four picks, dude. Cam Smith was our first pick, second round, cornerback out of the University of South Carolina, Gamecock legend. Got all fired up for that. And then we took uh, Achi or Achni from uh, the running back from AM. A chain. Uh, A chain. Yeah. Yeah, people, dude. A chain's getting some hype. People saying, like, yeah. People saying like pre draft that they were uh, like, he was him to Miami specifically was like the best fit possible in the draft for the, uh, the Mike McDaniel offense, Chad. So don't sleep on our picks. I thought we did really well. We took a Michigan lineman. I know you're fired up about that in the seventh round. Um, Another value pick, and then we're converting Chad a Stanford receiver to a tight end. Big body, think Niles Paul. Could be nice. No, I'm thinking Mike is sicky and I have nightmares, but okay. Oh, no, 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 no. This is a, this is a Coach Mike situation. Damn, and I, my Knicks minus six and a half ticket dies by a half a point. Real time. Yeah, dude. Josh, oh, Josh missed a free throw there late in the game. With four seconds. No, I didn't even see yeah. that. I didn't even know that. Missed one, I just missed, ruined my night. Missed one, made one. Tough. Uh, did I? Did I already brutal. miss the the whole NBA segment? I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. 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 You can you can use your last thought on that if you want. You can. No, uh, I'll, I'll go back. Thought. I'll go back and listen to it. I, I I had some thoughts, but that's all on me. Um. Yeah. No. It it was an interesting draft. Um. How did the Texans not win the draft, Kyle? You didn't mention the Texans. I mean, they just, quite frankly, gave away so much draft capital to to move up to that third spot. Um, and I didn't. So, what did they give? It was a it was number twelve. Their first next year. That was pretty much it, right? They gave up another day two pick this year. Gave up Dude, a third yeah, well giving up the first year, next year is tough. But I guess first year head coach, like they kind of got their centerpiece on defense and offense with with uh, Stroud and Anderson. Um, you know, we talked about the Texans this year. Like, they were a frisky bad team. I feel like we talked about them being frisky a little bit. They started frisky and definitely ended bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But D'Amico Ryans, obviously, has is getting a lot of buzz. Like, this could be, like, a really good young coach. So, I don't I don't totally hate the move. Obviously, it's a, it's a gamble giving up your, your what well, is likely a top 10 pick next year, if not top five. But... Hey, you go and get your centerpieces. You got a new coach, like kind of some new energy there. I don't, I don't hate the move. I, I, I like that. To, to me, it very much felt like a, uh, a GM that knows he's on the hot seat move with Nick Casario. I mean, 
if these guys pan out, he keeps his job. If you know Stroud ends up being a bust, he's he's probably gone. Uh, but yeah, I just I, I didn't mind it. I, I I thought it was really exciting to have a team pick two and three, but um, yeah. I also just didn't think they did well uh, later in the draft either. But hey, man, yeah. they got they got Juice Scruggs at the end of the second round, one of the best names in the draft, Penn State. He's going to anchor him and Stroud are going to anchor that that offense for a while. Yeah, but I mean, they could have gotten him in the third, maybe fourth. All right, dude. Oh, give me um, a break. Yeah, give me I've a break. I've never heard of Juice Scruggs until Dave just brought him up. Don't he's a Penn State center. Penn, center out of Penn he's State. Good. No, he's good. And and I'm let's not, not pretend he's like bad, any of, but like come let's, on. Let's not pretend like any of us have any idea how to evaluate um alignment at all. So, you know, he could be an all pro in two years or he could be out of the league. Yeah, any years, of these like, guys could be all pro. I'm just exactly. saying based so, on where he was ranked on most people's big boards. It was it, uh, I, it see, was I saw re- some people liking the pick, but regardless, let's talk about my Steelers. Um very pleased with their haul. I thought it was a phenomenal draft. Broderick or Jones. Good build. Yeah, yeah. I Roderick Jones I'm excited about because he's the type of like tackle prospect. And, you know, I'm saying I have no idea how to evaluate a lineman, which I don't. <laughs> but the point is say, evaluating a lineman. Like this is a three-year college guy, you know, five-star recruit, 21 years old, um, raw, but like probably the best tackle athlete in this draft. Like Paris Johnson, you know, again, this is just what people are saying. Paris Johnson, safe pick. Like you can pretty much bank on him being a probably a 10-year pro, you know, good player. But like Broderick Jones – could be like a really, really elite tackle at some point. So excited about that. And Pittsburgh has never invested in that position since I've been a fan. They've never taken a tackle in the first round. I don't think, you know, a lot of second round tackles sprinkled in. Um, and then obviously getting Joey Porter Jr. Was Fanica not a first round pick? I guess he was well, a guard. He was, he was a guard. Yeah. They, they actually yeah. have spent picks on the interior line in the first round. Marquise Pouncey, Castro, Fanica was a long time ago, but. Um, not, not a tackle, really a lot of second round tackles. Um, Joey Porter though, was so, so excited. He fell. Um, I was really surprised he fell. Um, and then, you know, Darnell Washington, I think at the very least, the fact that they got him at the end of the third round, you know, I know there's some medical concerns, but very least, like he's going to be a really good number two tight end because they can just use him in two tight end sets. He can block. Um, I'm excited about that. So yeah, I was very pleased with their all. Washington's one of those guys that could turn out to be just like, how the fuck did we not pick this guy? Yeah, like, I feel like he's. I don't know if he's ever going to be like an elite receiving tight end. Like I don't know, because he's not. He's flashed ability to yeah. be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Five like, star recruit. I mean, he's huge. Yeah, I, I kind of just feel like he's just going to be like a really good tight end, like. Someone who's like a better player than people realize because like he is a Mercedes Lewis. He's yeah, exactly. Like that's what he's saying. That's what people are saying. Like a more athletic Mercedes Lewis, like great blocker. He's got sixth offensive lineman in his Twitter bio. Like love that mentality. And he just I mean, he's huge. Like he can just, you know, him and Broderick Jones are gonna be just double teaming the shit out of guys. So pause. Um <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask about QBs three, four, and five. So um, AR fifteen goes to the Colts. Hendon Hooker goes to Detroit, and Will Levis goes to Tennessee. Right? What do we think of those landing spots for those three? I like the Richardson pick a lot by the Colts. I mean, they gambled on the guy with high upside, and I think worst case scenario, 
They also have Gardner Minshew, who they got this offseason, so they don't have to start Richardson right away per se. Um, like the, I just like the the taking a shot on the the upside there, and if he doesn't pan out, I think they'll be right back in the top, you know, ten or whatever to to pick a QB next year. I honestly don't mind the Titans taking a gamble on Will Levis in the second round. Um, Malik Willis obviously isn't the guy, and I think we can say that after like. I mean, the guy got benched for Josh Dobbs. I mean, I think that's all you really need to know about him. Ryan Tannehill, obviously, I've never been a huge Tannehill guy. He's a solid quarterback, or at least was. But I, yeah, I, I actually never going to get you over the hump. I think that's a good spot for Levis. Um, I agree. And then same thing with with Hooker. I mean, you have Golf there. I don't think there's any need to play him or force him to play right away. So. Uh, I don't know if Hooker will get a shot in year one. I, I kind of doubt it, but if Goff, Goff was good plays, last year. Yeah, I mean, if Goff plays bad this year, I think Hooker will have a shot to win that job next year. So I think they all landed in good spots. Obviously, I'm highest on Richardson, but um, I think Hooker probably got the best landing spot in terms of talent around the, the quarterback. So will be interesting to see if, if he gets a chance sooner than later, but I would assume golf plays every game this year, unless they're dreadfully bad. I have some I, thoughts. I think Levis probably starts by the end of the season though. This is my prediction. Um, so we all talked about leading, like, I feel like we said it a lot this year. None of us believe in Levis as a pro or like, we you know, never, never bought the first round height. Kind of, kind of good to see us get validated on that. But I agree with you. I think, you know, it, it was always like top five, top ten mock drafts we were seeing, and we we're all like, I, I just can't believe that. But top of the second round, I think that's a worthwhile gamble. Um, you, like you got to throw darts to the QB board at some point, and at the very least, like he's a big dude with a big arm and good athlete. So, you know, if you surround him in the right system, like could absolutely work out. He's obviously got some upside. AR His skill set's not that far off from Tannehill either in terms of what they do offensively. Yeah, and then AR-15 I think is interesting because um, Steichen's their head coach now, came over from Philly as the OC, and like why can't why can't Indy do something offensively that, that Philly was doing? Obviously, Philly had a really good O-line. I mean, we talked about like the Colts were kind of a lot, like going into last year, were supposed to have a really good O-line. I think that didn't really go to come to fruition. Um, but I know they got some guys up there and like, why can't they do something similar that Philly was doing with, with Hertz and Philly, right? Um, like AR 15 and, and Hertz, both really good athletes. Um, Hertz coming into the league, like the knock was, Hey, he's got to improve as a passer. Probably say the same about Richardson right now, but I mean, Richardson steps in the league is one of the best running quarterbacks in the league. And why can't with, with Jonathan Taylor running back, you know, you got Pittman, um, at receiver, like. Probably gonna add some more Monroe weapons, but Brown. They, they took they no, took Monroe's uh, in Detroit, Chad. Oh, they took right. Josh Downs in the draft, though I believe, out of North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. So like I, you know, I imagine Steichen's gonna do some thing like like Philly was doing a lot of like that RPO, you know, keeping, you know, getting Hurts outside the pocket. Like I imagine they're gonna do something similar with him. So honestly, I think it's a good a, a great spot for Air Fifteen to go. Um. And then Hooker, Hooker actually reminds me of Goff, like kind of like, you know, has, has the reputations like a accurate quarterback, like gets the ball out quick, smart. Um, 
So I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it, maybe at some point he replaces golf, but yeah, obviously going the third round, he's not going to be expected to, uh, to be the guy right away. I guess I, I agree with all that. I, I think my concern with where Levis was taken is Tannehill may not have a long leash, but he'll have a leash. And I just think if they're bad, like I expect them to be, by the time Levis gets in week eight, nine, ten, I still don't envision them being good to where like if they have a top five pick, they're going to go QB again. Right? Like, even if Levis is decent, they didn't, you know, invest a first round pick into him. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's the thing, right? Like, being a second round pick, you can go turn around next year and take another quarterback. Like, you're not, you're not tied. You're not married to that guy, right? Um, yeah. And I think Tannehill is on his last year of his deal. So, like, this is more than likely he's done after this year. Um, and yeah, I don't think the Titan anyone's expecting them to be very good, but I mean, this is a team that almost made the playoffs last year. Like they had, they led the AFC South almost the entire year, and then I think they ended the year like a six. Yeah, and like Vrabel's a very good coach, so like, yes, it wouldn't shock me if they're picking the top five next year, but I wouldn't expect that. Like they'll probably still be a six, seven, eight win team if I had to guess. I don't know what the, the total is going to be, but. Um, yeah, what, just... what team from a roster perspective, throw out the quarterback play for a second. From a roster perspective, what team do you like more, Tennessee or Detroit? Oh, I think I think everyone's high in Detroit. Yeah. Like Detroit's kind of getting some buzzes. Like they could be the favorites in the NFC North next year, right? They probably will be. Yeah, we got to talk about Detroit, though. What the fuck are they doing? Trading, they trade back to 12. Um, I mean, if you're going to take a running back that high, why not just take Bijan at six? I mean, you, you trade back to 12, you take Jameer Gibbs, and then you spend pick 18 on a on a linebacker? Like, what'd they get for Swift? A fourth-round pick? Yeah, nothing. No, a 2025 uh, yeah. fourth. Yeah, it's like a – yeah. I mean, I think he's on his last year too, so like they were probably just like, look, at this point, you know, we're not bringing him back after drafting Gibbs, so – they yeah, I mean, I think you know but... when you draft Gibbs that you're probably getting rid of him, but I mean, yeah, Connor, just... and, and I, I hear what you're saying. I guess my argument from the Gibbs pick perspective is, I, I think it's evident Detroit they they could have very well liked Dijon more than Gibbs, but the fact that they're willing to trade back and basically probably knew they weren't going to get Bijan by trading back. To me, echoes that they saw both of those guys in kind of the same tier. We're willing to trade he, back, get some draft capital. Well, I mean, there there were rumors that teams had Gibbs higher than than Robinson. So, see, uh, but also to play devil's advocate, Chad, I don't trade him back from six. Like, I I know the Falcons were the buzzy team for for Bijan, but I, they like I. It's still surprising to see a running back on the top ten after we haven't, you know, we haven't seen that since Saquon. Like, they very well could have thought that Bijan was still going to be there at twelve. Um, who knows? But, um, yeah, it, it it was interesting. Um, I don't think Why it's very smart. Gibbs to say- at eighteen. I mean, I I just I don't know. I felt like they could have gone a lot of different ways. I know, like uh, the NFL Network guys were saying, the the Jets were going to take Gibbs at fifteen if he was there. So. Maybe maybe that's why, but yeah. 
Yeah, I did think that the Lions did great outside of day one, though. Um, just a couple, just kind of weird in there. Um, in terms of favorite picks in the first round for me, uh, I, f- I feel like it's so trendy now that I'm kind of worried that, th- that he's going to stink. But Nolan Smith going 30th to the Eagles was, I mean, everyone said it's a steal. I feel like there is, cons- like, I don't know why he slipped there. It always makes you wonder, like, what people were looking at or what people know that we don't know. Um, and I also really liked the Jackson Smith and Jigba pick by the Seahawks um, at 20. I think he's going to basically be the next Tyler Lockett there. So there'll be a fun team. I, I like the Seahawks draft. I like taking Witherspoon at five. He was actually plus 3,300 to go fifth overall. It was like the longest shot. Um those were a few that I liked. Didn't like the Lions picks. Didn't like. I I hated the Cowboys pick of of Maisie Maisie Smith Mozzie Smith. Um, don't really know what that does for them. And then, uh, actually like the Bills pick of Dalton Kincaid. I think he's going to be a problem in Buffalo. I thought the. Question. I agree. Oh. Go ahead, Dave. Oh, you want me to go? I, I was just going to say, I I thought the run on receivers, you know, JSN to Seattle. Chad, what what do you think about that? I See, I don't really see him as a – I mean, obviously they have DK and Lockett there, but, like, everything I've heard about JSN is that he's going to be a really good slot guy in the league. Like, that's, that's what people are expecting him to be. He's not going to be – like, Lockett's an outside receiver. Um, so, I don't know. That's interesting because, like, Seattle – Obviously, like I said, they have DK and Lockett already. They spent a second-round pick on Kenny Walker last year. They spent another second-round pick on Charbonnet this year. So they're a team that wants to run the ball. Gino's obviously a competent quarterback. Should be a good offense. Um, I don't know if I like love that landing spot for him from a, a fantasy perspective, but um, that's not what we're talking about, so – well, I, I, I agree from a fantasy perspective. I don't with, with two established receivers already ahead of them, I think it's tough year one. But I my I don't know what the DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett contracts are like, but I, I would envision both of those guys not being there very much longer. I'm assuming Seattle looks to trade or one of them's on the last year of their deal. Um in terms of JSN as a player, yes. I, I mean, at least year one, they'll have him in the slot. I, just fantastic against zone defenses. But I, I think he can play the outside. Um, so, I, I, yeah. I guess from a long-term perspective, I, I like the pick. But it may not show dividends year one. Um, I wanted to ask you guys about the next couple of receivers. Yeah. Um, I, I told you guys, I, I'm not a big Quentin Johnson guy. But I guess my question is, I always looked at him as more of a big-bodied um, possession receiver, which in my eyes doesn't make, with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen on the outside, someone like uh, Zay Flowers in the slot made more sense to me. Am I off base there? No, I, I completely agree. I think Quentin Johnson's essentially just another Mike Williams. So I didn't quite understand it. Um yeah, I mean, may, I think Mike Williams might be coming up on an expiring deal here, but let's Mike, see. Mike Williams, old God. Mike and old Keenan, man, those guys can't stay on the field together at the yeah. same time. Sometimes That's, not at all. Sometimes neither of them are there. 
That's the um, thing. Keenan's Keenan's long in the tooth, and Mike is hurt every single year. So yeah. So, so Mike uh, Mike Mike Williams' contract is up following this season. Our he's got one more year after this, so he he's signed through twenty twenty four. So um maybe they're yeah I don't know I would be surprised if they brought him back if he keeps getting hurt. I mean I think Zay in Baltimore is very interesting just because like. Like Baltimore's receiver room, like it's everything's up for grabs. Like he could step in and be their one immediately. Um, yeah. The dude they drafted, why am I blanking? Oh, Bateman, um, who they took a couple years ago. As Ben Bang, he was hurt last year. You know, hasn't done a whole lot. Like I don't even know who all the, who else they got behind him. Like Sammy Watkins is still there, I think. Um, like I admittedly did not watch a ton of Zay at BC, but. You know, everything I've read about him and heard about him is like this dude is kind of a baller. So wouldn't be shocking if he just steps up and like at least year one is like the best rookie wide receiver. Hey, I'm curious how they're going to use him because him and Bateman are essentially the same receiver. They're smaller and they can play inside or outside. Zay actually prefers playing on the outside. So um, I'm curious to see how they use him. But yeah, I'm excited. Obviously, they extended Lamar. Uh, I'm actually I, trying I like to the think Jordan of Addison landing spot to Minnesota. I think that's a good landing spot for him. I think I, I might be in the minority. I think Minnesota is going to stink this year, but they can throw the ball. Yeah. I just Kirk, Kirk will throw for a lot of yards and a lot of losses. I think. Yeah, I just what's his name is not even there anymore. What's the white dude's name? Elon's in Carolina. Carolina now, yeah. Yeah. I think Elon's, you Elon's my neighbor. Oh, really? Oh no. Yeah, he lives he in just... the he lives in the crack then next to you. Yeah, he's just in Charlotte. Oh yeah, yeah. They all do, dude. Half the team. <laughs> uh, uh another pick I really liked was the Raiders getting Michael Mayer in the second round. I thought that was a good fit. They needed a uh tight end. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I just I love the draft and I love the immediate post draft reactions because nobody really has any fucking idea how any of these drafts are going to work out. But I I just love the discourse. I love talking about it. Everybody could be right, everybody could be wrong. You can't tell anybody they're right or wrong. You know, that's the best part. I, I love, wish they would go back. I wish an article yeah. would come out where they can just aggregate some of the worst draft grades, like just oh, like sure those D are minuses and Fs for like great draft classes and vice versa. I would love to see that over the years. I really would. I'm sure you could find that. Um, yeah, the draft's great, man. I get fired up every time. You know, you got you got to get some Melania draft weekend. I, I was watching a lot more of the NFL Network one this year, but I I had to skip over to Mel here and there and. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but when once they announce the pick, they show they get the highlights in the screen. You get the dun, 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 dun. Mel's just like up there talking up a storm. I just get fired up, man. It's amazing. It's honestly like one of the best weekends of the year. Like I love the draft. It's it's amazing. And I think I think I've decided that the second and third rounds of day two is my favorite, just because you're getting a little more. Like the first round is you're just waiting and waiting. You know, it's only thirty two picks, so. I think I love the second and third round. And you're Dude, just uh, rounds two and three were were felt like they were zipping along. Like teams were firing their picks in, like firing yeah. their picks in. Like they couldn't Dude, go I, to. I had a blast on Saturday watching four through seven. I, yeah, I <laughs> I fucking recorded four through seven because I couldn't watch live, and I 
went back and I think I made it like midway through the six and I was like, all right, I got to stop. I didn't get through the seventh, but uh, I mean, do you guys get as fired up as me when when Mel's up there with the dun 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 dun? This is the guy who showed all the intangibles at yeah. It's amazing, dude. It's amazing. I love it. Mel, Mel talks like a guy who just doesn't use periods when he talks. Like it's just like an it's just a run-on sentence for the entire analysis. It's amazing. Stream of conscious or whatever. He's a legend, man. He he is an absolute legend. He really is. He literally invented the uh, the mock draft industry, basically. Yeah, he's the mock father. Yeah, he's 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 goaded in that in that space. Um, I also want to shout out. I want to shout out. Connor, I want to shout out the one weed. Falcons fan who announced like our seventh round pick for sticking up for all of us. We're sick of the twenty eight to three jokes. You know, we've we've heard enough of them, and get enough on stage. <laughs> you let him know. How about wow. that uh that Drew Pearson guy for the Cowboys? Did you guys did you guys see him this year? He was they invited him back this year because last year he went on like a five minute rant about I don't even know what. And then like when they I was watching NFL Network when he came on this weekend, and uh, um, Rich Eisen was like he <laughs> like talked him up. It was just funny. He was like, "Yeah, Drew, go off, Drew." It was it was awesome. Um. Speaking of the Cowboys, really cool moment seeing uh, Deuce get drafted by his his dad, um, Deuce Vaughn from Kansas State, getting picked by them. That was a that was a cool moment. But I um, no idea what the Cowboys are doing overall. Shout out to James Draws. Uh, he 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 was up there. That was great. Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, think he chirped the Eagles. Couldn't really tell. Yeah. Like, wasn't really sure what he was trying to convey. But I love seeing Drawsy up there thriving. Man, he, he you know he's he's a star. Who's who's that? He's the guy. TikTok legend. He's uh he's he's on the spectrum. He's on TikTok, and uh, he always hits teams with the. You've never seen those videos? He's everywhere. I don't think so. Literally, I'm not, I'm it, not it, on the talk, but so I, it, yeah. I don't, he's I don't crossed over to every every platform at this point. But like when a team loses, essentially, he just records a video of himself asking them what happened, and then asking <laughs> them how they lost to whatever team they lost to, and it just racks up millions of views every time. Boys, Guys, what? What year was the draft that I think it was Jim Brown announced the pick and it wasn't like oh, a that was bad. sentence came yeah. out of his mouth? Oh, that was, that was two years ago. The, Three years ago, it was the 2013 draft when it was 2019. <laughs> Which, like, they should he shouldn't have they shouldn't have put him in that spot. They really shouldn't have put God him in that bless spot. him. Yeah, yeah, honestly, him. all that did for the NFL was give the people that are filing cases against them for CTE, like a clear example of this is what CTE yeah. does to you. Uh, yeah. That was bad. Um, just a disaster. Um, <laughs> man. Yeah. Now it's just going to be a little, you know, maybe we'll get some off season drama. Like, let's see which rookie maybe gets in trouble first. You know, who, who's going to be the one who's going to be the one on Twitter. Um, I saw Henry Ruggs pleaded guilty today. Speaking of people getting in trouble to a DUI. So Where he will be going to jail. Yeah. Let me, uh, that one still has in our dynasty football league. Yeah. Um, you never know when he's coming back. Can I plant my flag on, um, a non first round guy that I think was a steal. Maybe we all give a guy and we revisit this a uh, couple years from now. Sure. Okay. Plant your flag, Dave. 
playing my flag guy, Jair Brown in the third round to San Fran, Penn State guy, obviously. But seriously, this dude is, was a stud for Penn State. I think the only reason he fell is because he, he ran like a 4-6. But I'm telling you, man, this guy's going to be a really good safety in the NFL. And the fact that the Niners liked him, I think he was their first pick of the draft. They didn't pick till the third round. Um, let me confirm that. Um, anyways, though, that that's my plant, plant my flag guy, non-day one pick. Um, I have no doubt in my mind that Jair Brown is going to be a really good pro, and um, I feel validated that the Niners took him because I feel like it's just a good nor- a good organization. And um, yeah, that's my that's my guy. You heard it here first. No doubt. That no, I've, I have literally no doubt that Jair Brown has like a 15-year NFL career. And was the Niners' um, draft situation set up like that because of the Trey Lance trade? Yeah, I think I believe so. What a horrible deal! That there might have been another deal. Oh, McCaffrey too. They sucks. gave up like a second for oh, McCaffrey yeah. and McCaffrey. and maybe a third too. So yeah, they didn't pick until um, I think it was pick eighty-six was Jair Brown, and then they took a kicker in the third round. They took Jake Moody out of Michigan in the third round. That that doesn't make sense to me. The a third round kicker. And I don't. I never thought What's Jake Moody was that good, Chad. Did you? I mean, I guess he had good numbers for them, but like, what was the game towards the end of the year that he kind of went? Oh, the Illinois. Game Illinois, yeah, he had like three. a forty. Yeah. yeah, he hit like a like a forty. But he had a couple that game. He had like yeah, six he, field he goals that game. Them. But then he missed one against TCU, right? He didn't he miss the kick to win against T. Oh no, I'm thinking of Ohio State missed the kick against Georgia. Oh gee, thanks. Fucking <laughs> asshole. All right. I want to plant my flag here. Um, so I'm not gonna say Hendon Hooker. Um I you think should, this Chad. player no, you, you've been on Hendon. I, I listen, Hendon Hooker's QB three in that draft. Fuck Anthony Richardson, but he's probably not gonna play this year. Um this player, I think I might throw a bet on him for offensive rookie of the year. Went 69th overall, third round. Tank Dell receiver to the Rams. Um, I think he comes in and is probably right away wide receiver two next to Cooper Cup coming back from injury. Matt Stafford coming back from injury. Um, Tank Bro, Dell. He is a right. hundred and sixty-five pounds, dude. I'm I'm just laughing because I know factually that Chad. Has never watched a down of Tank Dell play football. He has never seen Tank Dell in a live game. I would put like like five grand on that. Dude. Chad, did you ever watch the Houston Cougars and Tank Dell play a football game? I saw Houston play BYU this year. Did I know you had no idea who Tank Dell was, was no, though. No Chad's idea. going off tape of of a single game, maybe a single <laughs> quarter. So we I'll don't know why he loves Twitter. Tank Dell, but that's his guy. He saw some some shit on Twitter. I, space, Detroit's gonna throw it short. Or, I'm sorry, LA's gonna throw it short. I think he eats hundred plus receptions okay. this year. Jesus Christ! <laughs> How many players had a hundred receptions in the entire league last oh. year? I'm looking that up. Probably like eight. Who's giving this guy um, the opportunity? I'm, to I'm planning my flag uh, linebacker Drew Sanders, 67th pick uh, overall to the Broncos. Transferred from Alabama, absolutely dominated at Arkansas in his time there. Can be used a little bit like Micah Parsons is big enough where if they want to put him on the edge, he can rush the passer. Um, yeah, he was a I he like, was a five star like guy Andrew. coming out of high school too, and I think he transferred from Bama. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, like one off at Arkansas. I he yeah, he was a guy getting a lot of first round kind of buzz, I feel like all all mock draft season and and uh, where'd he go? Second round, Connor? Third? Uh he was pick sixty seven. He was fourth pick of the third round. Oh, um okay. I also wanna I'm not playing my flag here, but I actually did like the Zach Harrison pick to Atlanta. I think he's super raw. I, he's either going to be a bust or he's going to be very good, in my opinion. Um, I have no problem taking that that high upside pick. He's huge, dude. If he gets some coaching, he should be all right. Coaching? Now, he he was, has the best defensive line coach in college football Ohio history. State's defense is a joke, bro. Ohio State's defense is Blame a joke. Blame him. He's part of the I reason. Think- I think Zach Harrison was was at one point the number one recruit in that class coming out of high school. He was, he, he I think he was, he yeah, he was, best, yeah, I think. Um, very very highly touted guy. Chad's watching Tank Dell highlights on his phone to try to back right. himself up. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> He's watching Tank Dell highlights. His first size in Tank Dell. Was, the year pick. Do, you, do you guys want to guess how many receivers eclipsed a hundred receptions last year? Seven. Three. Chad. Uh, give me a dozen. Dave was close on his first guess. There was nine receivers in the league that over, that surpassed a hundred receptions. I also want to point out that Austin Eckler had a hundred and seven catches for seven hundred yards last year. Yeah, and then Michael wow. Pittman had ninety nine catches for nine hundred twenty five. So, mm. well, yeah, Matt Ryan, I, uh, bad quarterback. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Um. I'm playing my flag in the Detroit Lions draft class. You know, it's getting a lot of hate out there. I love this draft class. I think it fits what they're trying to do. I think they already had a pretty talented roster. You know, get Swift out of there, broken parts. Jameer Gibbs is exciting. Um, Brian Branch, safety they took in the second round out of Bama. Their defense is going to be interesting. I, I'm seeing they might run some three uh, three safety packages because of his his versatility. And they took two Iowa players there in the first round and early second round. Uh, Jack Campbell, linebacker, and Sam Laporta, tight end. Iowa seems to produce pretty sturdy NFL talent. Uh, tight ends, especially. Laporta is going to be big cock, Hawk 2.0. Um, and I, I think Hendon Hooker there is a great landing spot for him to uh, no pressure, sit behind Goff. Goff can show you what he's got for another year or two. And then Hooker could be a good option there down the road, Chad. He really could be. And then they took this kid. Um, a couple small school picks, but then they took Antoine Green out of North Carolina. Could be a really good kick returner. He's fast as fuck. I want to speaking speaking of Iowa, Riley Moss has a chance to be one of the few white white cornerbacks I've yeah. ever watched in the NFL. He Dude, was he was, a, a fourth, he was good a at Iowa. Pick. Yeah, he's a ball he hawk. Some people yeah. are thinking he's going to get converted to safety in the league, but. For the uh, white corners, we, we got to see him. On yeah, we need some. We need some white corners in the league. It's, Would it be rare. technically? Do you think maybe racist if he does get converted to safety? You know, that's There's a an topic <laughs> that I think uh, outside of this podcast they might have discourse on. I, I don't have any opinion on on the matter. <laughs> Connor, um, a couple things of note uh, based on my little research: Tank Dell, 109 catches this past year, second in FBS. Um, he had 1,398 yards receiving, led college football, and he had 17 touchdowns, which also led college football. I mean, this is a playmaker. He's you a guys great player. He's a, a hell of a player, but he is 165 pounds. Like, unless this guy's wide open, he's not catching the ball. 
So maybe he's that good and he'll get wide open, but don't let don't me, sit here and try to act like you like you 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 found a diamond in the rough. Let me just you say know. biggest you surprise his name and you picked him. Biggest surprise of draft weekend for me. I was legitimately shocked when Sean Clifford got drafted in the fifth round. I didn't I didn't think he had any chance of getting drafted. Um and this coming from a guy, obviously Penn State fan. Got a lot of respect for Sean Clifford. Gave a lot of blood and tears for the school. I was, I, I, I honestly just thought he was a, an undrafted free agent all day. I'm pretty shocked he got drafted. There's and a shit. Kid. He could be QB two in Green Bay. He's one There's Jordan Love injury away from starting. The kid from Pitt too that uh, the Jaguars drafted who didn't even answer the phone calls and was like not even like not even evaluated. Like they just drafted him in like the fifth round, I think. Wow. Who Who is this, John? Do you Do you have a I, name? A defensive back out of pit. Um, I'm looking right now. I'm in the fifth round. Uh, Eric Hallett. Uh, Eric Hallett. Second, taking 208th. Um, oh, let six, me just say too. Sixth round. I mean, pick. I keep, I keep talking about Penn State guys, but the Jags they had a huge draft class, and um, they had ten picks. Parker on Washington in the sixth round is a is a good pick. Parker's a good player. Chad he carved up Ohio State this year. Carved him up. Are you done? Yeah, I'm. Thank I'm you. done. I'm done talking about Penn State guys. Yeah, I think that's that's enough. Um, Connor, are you gonna get in the you know the studio and start chopping up some 2024 stuff? I'm ready. Sure, dude. It's, it is 2024 mock draft season, but before that, it's the Kentucky Derby. I have picks. Okay. <laughs> I have picks for the Derby. Is Ray Lou um, jockeying again? I don't believe no. so. Oh, damn. John, big field this year. Is it always 20? Always. Every time. Every year. Okay. I lied. Okay. Yep. Big field every year. It is the largest of the of the uh, triple crown races by far. Um, I'll just fire it off right now. Angel of Empire is my favorite horse here. It's the 14 post. Um, eight to one odds. I'm fading the favorite. I don't like to take the favorite in the triple crown. It's just not that fun. Um, Angel of Empire has been. It's a. It's a late runner. You know, it's gonna. It's gonna merge out of the pack right around that last corner, and it's gonna get me percolating below the waist. And 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 that's exactly what I need out of uh out of that horse, out of that steed. Are you gonna be spanking? Mm, that's not really me, but maybe okay. you know if the situation calls. I like the nine Skinner. Jeff Skinner. That's what I think of. Sabres okay. legend, 20 to 1. Um, but it's also running pretty hot lately. So keep an eye on Skinner. Tappet Trice, the five. That's like the highest favorite. It's a five to one. It's a Pletcher horse. Ple- Todd Pletcher's a legend. He's got three horses in this thing. And then uh reincarnates my long shot for uh for a superfecta, which is the top four. Reincarnates 50 to 1, seven posts. It's got John uh Velasquez. Legend. Okay. Legend. So Tappet Trice at five to one will win. Uh, I'm just going to tell you guys now to save you some coin. Um, he has the second best odds. I see Forte with three to one, but Tappet Trice will win. Um, my pick to show uh, Ray's Kane uh, just reminds me of Ray's and Kane's. Um, I miss it. Um, so that will be my longer, my Schmedium shot. Couple quick. Oh yeah, I got no, I got no picks at all for the Derby, but I will be looking at some point. They uh, the last champion. year. 
Sorry. I was going to say last year was the one where the, the longest out, the guy who, the horse who got in the race the day before won, right? Yeah. I'm not making that up, am I? Yeah, 66 to one odds. Longest, yeah. longest odds ever to win. Um, I believe so. Yeah, Derby's always fun. It's just pure chaos. It's a lot of horses. The Japanese horses drew some horrible positions there. Derma, Sotagaki, and uh, Continuar, they're the 17 and 20 posts. Do you think that's so, a conspiracy? Posts 1 through 4 and like 17 to 20 do not produce many winners. So you got to really look in, in between there unless, hmm. unless, unless you're feeling really, really bold. Like, What's the reason for that? Out of curiosity, it's tough to starting um, on the insides, tough just starting on the rail. Yeah, there you don't have much room for movement, like to basically shuffle and get in line early. And then I guess the argument from the outside um, would be like you have to cover ground to move from right. basically up out high down towards the rail. Yeah, it doesn't um, yeah, seem no. like a very fair way to do it to me. Like it's not, and, and the draw is completely random. Like the outside post is the, it's obviously the furthest distance. It's the most outside. And um, yeah, the inside, you just get, you can get pinched. You can kind of get off your rhythm. You got to be like really precise and sharp. Like it, the one is dreaded. Like the one hasn't won since like 1986. It's been a long time. That's yeah, that's tough. Um, All my, all my horses were right in that middle range though. 14, nine, five, and seven for the super effective. Probably take them all out, right? I don't know. We'll see. The Derby gets weird. Dude, you're gonna you're gonna text me a card of like 15 bets on that day. You're probably gonna be betting the races before. I know you too well. John's shaking his head. Oh, it's possible, dude. The the thing is, it makes me think of like peak COVID when horse racing was all there was. And man, did I know like all these horses. It was actually really sickening. Actually, it was, it was pretty nauseating. How much I knew about horse racing at the time. Yeah, you John, I'm also, you were using. Oh shit, John! I just because you used the word percolating, and I was thinking that that is the word that I had texted you last week when we started up trade conversations. But that was matriculating. Different words, similar though. Tell us about collating. So did I use matriculating here right? Please, please tell me. Um, and your last call today focuses a vocabulary lesson with the I said guys. I was driving, so I was using Siri to text, but I said I texted John I said I'm having trade thoughts pop up in my head as I drive home right now. They're matriculating. Maybe I should have used percolating. Maybe that's what I thought yeah. I should have used. Yeah. To to matriculate means to be enrolled at a college or university. That doesn't seem right to me. That is not how I've heard matriculate used. But maybe I was thinking of percolating. That there's, would have been more there's, appropriate. There's also a Scottish uh, definition of matriculate, which means to record in an official register. The arms have been matriculated by the Lord Lion King of Arms in Edinburgh. Either way, incorrect. Hmm. Okay. To enroll so as a matriculating body and especially of a college or university. John, you never got back to me when I asked you on that. So you didn't know either. I, yeah, I probably wasn't paying attention all the way. Okay. There's Fair a chance enough. of that, but we got the deal done. So, but I think I, I wanted to use what mattered. Yeah. I think I wanted to use percolate now that I'm so I'm glad you used that word. Now I'm full circle. I, the, I learned something. The English language is challenging. So I usually don't call other people out if I don't have to. It's a good you man. Know? Um, 
yeah, it's an exciting time. Like low key, a lot of shit's going on there in the sports world. Also, a lot of shit's going on there in the banking world. A little bit worried about that, but that that can be a different podcast episode, maybe a non sports one. Uh, news to me. So let's just oh, dude, the banks are falling apart. That's yeah. all I know. Just First reading Republic, about sports and Republic banks Bank apart. was was uh, bought up by J.P. Morgan, the second largest bank failure in U.S. history. Not good. Jeez. Been a lot of recent stuff, but listen, I'm just going to keep watching the playoffs and uh, the Kentucky Derby and all this other stuff to distract me from from all the other scary shit. So. Yeah. So, did any any money advice here for me? As I as I. Well, I have none. No, have. none whatsoever. I'm not. Uh, I'm not if you win enough bets, it'll offset future inflation. Oh yeah, Dave. I gave you my money advice, dude. One more time, the just horses. for the people at home. Nail at home. Angel of Empire, eight to one. Take that fourteen post horse. We love it. Like we really, we really do. Skinner, tap it, trice, reincarnate from there. Have some fun. Mix it up. Exactly. Right. This trifecta boxes, maybe a superfecta box. That's a little expensive, but it's the Derby. If you have some time this weekend, maybe take a look at some tank Dell highlights. It'll get you going. I cannot, but I still can't believe that was Chad to plant my flag guy. And he's, he had never seen him play before. John never planted a flag. Are you going to plant a flag said, anywhere? John? Yeah, the, dude, I said the Detroit Lions. Oh, the whole Detroit yeah. Lions draft class. That was yeah. a cop-out answer. It was a little bit of a cop-out, but he did plant his flag. It's okay. His flag's no, been dude, planted. So much hate. I'm in on the whole the whole class of guys. Give me give me uh like the Seattle Seahawks Legion of Boom and Russell Wilson draft class. Like that's what it's gonna be. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be really good. That draft class was rated a C minus by Bleacher Report. D, dude. It was terrible. Yeah. That's what that's that's what I'm talking about. Need to find that list. Um, I don't. I don't really have any particular last call. Um, do want to shout out Matt Chapman. Oh. Keep up the good work on the fantasy team. Just keep grinding. Uh, I was going to say the Pittsburgh Pirates ended the month of April with 20 wins, first place, most wins in the NL. Team's a wagon. Dave's a fan now. He hopped on the band. Uh, we're happy to have him back there. You know, he's entertaining the crew in the back of the in, in the back of the bus. So, uh, yep. Chad's like the bus. Cool kids. No, I think I'm full in. I you're like you're out on the Yankees. Is that an announcement you're making right here? I I told you that before the year. The Yankees are no good. They have one good hitter and one p- pitcher. Right? Chad I'm not was crazy. Chad was very down on the Yankees coming into the year. So let's give him credit there. Um, he also said the Pirates had one and a quarter players on their team. So. I'm not fully convinced that won't come to fruition by the end of the year, but I'm going to celebrate John like he celebrated my Kings throughout the year. Um, So I'll full support. That means a lot. Uh, My last call. um, Give us your NBA last call. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of bummed I missed that segment. Um, I mean, I just want to see that. I would would love to see the Lakers beat Golden State. I don't. I don't have a whole lot of thoughts. I feel like. I feel like the Nuggets. Uh, do we think the Nuggets are just going to roll over the Suns here? Or the, or the Suns got any fight? Did I miss that? I, I did miss that. But what did you, what did you guys think? I, I think the Suns are done. Okay, Connor. I agree. Mullen Nuggets. I think so it's just a math. It's, it's a math problem. They just don't shoot enough threes, and they don't play good enough defense to to stop Denver. So I agree. I think they're toast. And do we think – what are people thinking in the East? Uh, we agreed that the, the Celtics probably don't have much to worry about. A little bit of a fluky game one. And 
we're still on board with the the Heat getting potentially going all the way to the the finals. Really? Wow. Okay, I'm just gonna have to go back and listen. I don't I don't want to rehash everything here, but interesting. Okay. No, it's all right, dude. We'll we'll stay on until midnight. It's fine. I mean, <laughs> you're in for a journey, Dave. That's all I'll tell you. All right, cool. Enjoy, dude. Looking forward to it. I'm all right, fellas. It was nice having the the gang back together. Uh, hopefully, the rain is is officially done for a few weeks here, and and everybody has a great rest of the week. And uh, we'll be back next week to talk. Oh, I also I feel like I should have mentioned F one in Miami this weekend. Pretty cool. Uh, should check that There's out. Just so much shit going on, dude. It's yeah. awesome. We'll be uh, we'll be back to to talk about John's winning picks in the Derby and more next week. Um, but yeah, have a good one. Peace. All right. See ya. Later. Thank you for listening. Production by AJ Bradbury.